Let's look at 3 John 2. We've been in a series called God Wants You Well, and we'll be on this till we get done. You know, we're not going to exhaust this subject, but we're just going to camp on it. So even certain parts of it, you know, this, this is a um, third part of kind of this, this subject. Um, we talked about hear and be healed, and we're going to continue on that. Is there's just things that came up, and we didn't uh, get through this yet, and this is just one um, part of this subject. But uh, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Just that simple. Just that simple. That, that this is a, a, a uh, of course, it's an intro, introduction to a letter, but that is God's heart. When he, when, when he looks at you, and he doesn't have to say, I pray. He knows, it. he knows everything, so he knows. But his heart is, I want you to do well. I want you to have everything you need. I want you to prosper in all things, and I want you to be in health. It's just that simple. Just settle it. Anything, anything that doesn't line up with that is not God. Any thought that doesn't line up with that is not God. Any thought that would tell you, well, maybe it's just not for me, or maybe it's not my time. That's all nonsense. It's, just, it's the time. The time isn't changing. The time... 10 years ago was the same, 20 years ago was the same as far as the time clock of God. Jesus um, paid the price 2,000 years ago, and before that, the Israelites had a covenant of healing with God. So nothing changed from yesterday or today or 10 years ago or in your lifetime or in my lifetime to somehow move the clock so that somehow God's ready. God's ready. He was ready. When you came on the scene in the earth, when I came on the scene, everything that has been bought and paid for was already bought and paid for. And so it's done. So you don't have to think, well, maybe it's some other time. Maybe it's not God's time. Maybe it's not his will. We're reading his will, and it's the same time. The times are, we're already in the age of grace. We're already in the church age. Nothing's going to change. Nothing has changed in the last few years. It's going to change eventually, where we're going to go on to be, uh, the rapture's going to happen, and stuff's going to start moving in a different direction on the earth, but we're not there yet, so don't think that somehow it's just off in the future. Take that out of your thinking. Don't think it's just out there, it's just glimmering, and just try to grasp it. No, just start thinking, it's mine, what we're reading is mine, and I'm going to live in it, and I'm going to act on it, and it's, I'm going to walk in it now. You've got to bring it into now. It's God's will. The Amplified Classic of 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well. So good when your body keeps well. And that's what God wants for us. Let's look at John 10.10. We looked at this in the offering, but let's read it. In this context, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, that includes our physical body. Okay? Every part of our physical body, don't look at circumstances. Don't look at other people's circumstances or their experiences. Just look at what the Word says and then accept the Word, say the Word, Act on the word and just believe that what God has said that we will walk in. And then don't let go of it. Don't, don't, be, don't be changed by the passage of time. 
Don't be changed by changing circumstances or symptoms. Just say what God has said is what I will have in my life, and that's it. And just keep saying it, and just keep acting on it until. You know, thought comes, well, I just, I don't see it. That's walking by sight. So get rid of that. If, you're walk, if you say it, it hasn't happened, so what's going on? We're walking by sight. Because why, how would you know it's not working? Well, I don't see it. Well, exactly. <laughs> that, that just located us right there. We, we have to get past that so that we look at the word and just say, no, it doesn't matter. I, I believe the word. And just stick to it because God is faithful and he'll do what he said he's going to do. Let's look at um, Luke 5.15. This is what we've been talking about the last couple sessions. It says, however, the report went about around concerning him all the more, Jesus, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So we've been talking about healing. God wants us well. Settle that. God wants us well. He wants me well. Everybody say, God wants me well. God wants me to be healthy. God wants me to be healed in every way. That's, that's his will for us. So we've been talking about that, different facets of that. God wants us well. It's his word, and uh, it's his, his will for us to be will, he, or well. He's promised it, uh, or he's, he's bought and paid for it, and there are things that we can take advantage of. It's ours now. So we talked about this last week. Let's read verse 15 again about hearing and being healed what hearing has to do with it. Verse 15, However, the report went around concerning him all the more, Jesus, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Notice they came to hear and to be healed. They came to hear the word of God, to hear what was uh, being said, and then to be healed. Look at Luke 6, verse 17. It said, he came down with them and stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from all the seacoasts of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were, all, or they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. Look at... Uh, the second part of verse 17, it says, All these people, great multitude, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And then it says they were healed, and power went out from him and healed them all. So hearing has something to do with being healed when we're talking about being healed by faith. God does do, I mean, there are the moves of the Spirit where things are done um, independently, of the person, but you can't control those things. You can't cause those things to happen. And so that is as the Spirit wills, but you can also, you can always initiate healing by faith. You can always just act on what God has said and just say, that's mine, that's it. There are many ways to receive healing, and I believe we'll get into the, you know, some of those or a lot of those as, as we continue this series, there isn't a, a formula. There's not one way. You don't have to say, well, it's this way. I've got to pray. I have to have hands laid on me. I have to be anointed with oil. No, but the, the best way is just to find out what God has said and say, all right, well, that's mine. That's it. That's the best way. 
And you can always do that. You don't have to wait for God because he's already moved. <laughs> he's already done it. You know, it's like you have this gift wrapped up. You know, it's your birthday. We have a few birthdays in August in our family. Brianna, we just, just celebrated uh, her birthday. Andrew's is, that birthday is actually tomorrow. And so, you know, if we wrapped her up a gift, and what, what a lot of times we, we have a bunch of gift bags, and we put them on the coffee table, and everybody goes into the family room, and, you know, uh, then the kids open them one, one at a time. Well, if the gift was sitting there, and the birthday person is just sitting there going, well, where are my gifts? Well, they're right there. Well, I, what'd you get me? Well, open it. Well, I just, I mean, if they're just waiting... And they're not going to open it. Well, I got you, you know, and you just go ahead and tell them, I got you such and such. Well, I want to use it. Well, open it. It's not, it's not, the person that, that gave the gift has already given it. It's sitting there. Now it's up to the per- person receiving the gift to do something with it. And that's exactly where we are with God. God's already done it. So now it's, a, it's our move. Don't, don't, see, people think they're waiting on God. God, heal me. God, heal me. God, heal me. That's like, give me the gift. Give me the gift. Give me the gift. The gift's sitting there. You open it. See, now that's on you. See, we're acting like it's God. This, it, it's a hold up on his end when actually all we have to do is find out what God gave us, what's been provided, and then act on it. Well, how do you find that out? Well, you have to hear something. You have to read something. You know, if you have the Bible, you can read. But you have to hear it. It's got to come into your understanding. And when we're talking about Jesus going about, they couldn't just go read it. They, could have, they had some scripture, the, the Old Covenant, but what he's talking about, they couldn't just go read it. They couldn't get a Brother Hagen book about it. They were hearing the truth go forward. Jesus, we're going to read it. Jesus said, this is fulfilled in your hearing, in your presence. Um, he said that, that he was anointed, and so he's preaching this. Well, they, they heard about him, what he said, and then they heard what he did. And then they had a choice whether they were going to believe something or not. The Bible says, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. So you hear something and then you can act on it. So God has provided salvation for all mankind. He's actually provided healing for anybody that will accept salvation. So he's provided it for all mankind. But, but we have to act on it. Just like we have to receive Jesus as our Savior, we have to receive him as our healer. Well, you need to hear the word. You need to, to understand what it said. That's how we're going to have faith to act on what he has done. That's how we're going to receive it. Look real quick at Matthew 9.35. We read these scriptures. It said that Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. He went about teaching, preaching, and healing. Notice, he was teaching something, he was preaching something, and then people got healed. Then people were healed. So that's how it works today. You know, right now we're covering the Word of God. We're, hear, we're hearing the Word of God. And so you can, there's, there's a couple things here too. You can read the Word. That's good. But there's a different thing with hearing the Word preached and taught. There's an anointing that goes there. And the Holy Spirit is working with that to illuminate your spirit to, to illuminate, to, to give understanding to your spirit and illuminate your mind so that understanding can come and you can act on things. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
There are things you could have read, because that's supernatural. It's the Holy Spirit that's the teacher, but he uses men and women, gives illumination, and it's actually real time. Sometimes, you know, the teacher or preacher is saying something, but the Spirit of God is giving utterance and helping that to become more clear and helping that to come across. So the Word's going forth, but the Spirit of God's in there bearing witness and teaching you and helping you and filling in the blanks. So you can have read something 50 times, and then you hear that verse and then another verse or something and just the, 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 the light goes on and you start to see things you've never seen before. And it's not, that can happen when you're reading, but there is, there is that, but then there is also the anointing that's on preaching and teaching when you hear the anointed word. Well, we don't want one or the other. Let's just get it all. But there are things that you, you just see. You can see it in a, in a meeting like this where you, 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 you just didn't see it. You didn't see it. Now all of a sudden you see it and faith is there like it's never been before. That's what's supposed to happen. So that's why Jesus is teaching, he's preaching, and then you see, boom, miracles, healings. Let's look at four, uh, Luke 4.16. Now we read this last time and we're going to kind of pick up and, and go on here. We're going to read another verse we did, but then get into the... Um, some other things. Luke 4.16 shows what some of what Jesus was saying. He went to the synagogues. He'd go around, and it says that as his custom was. So he was going to the synagogues, and he's, he's uh, referring to Isaiah and saying, um, speaking truth about himself and what he came to do. It says, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read and he was handed the book of of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Is, is, is being sick oppression? It is. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So... Healing is oppression. Well, Jesus, it says here, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It says, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down in the eyes of of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. See, he said, "This, this is being fulfilled now. This is what's on me. I've come to do this. I've come to heal. I've come to set the captives free. I've come uh, to give recovery of sight to the blind. Now, he went about, it said, we read in Matthew, teaching, preaching, and healing. So he's preaching something. This is part of what he, he was teaching and preaching. Now, then... People have to do something with it. And we, we talked about this some last week. We're going to just touch on it and then, and then look at some other things. But look at Mark 6, verse 1. So the word goes forth, but that faith is there, but then people have to act on it. And depending on the reaction, depending on how people act, is going to uh, determine what individuals receive. 
Mark 6 verse 1 says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which was given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? So they've heard some things that are going on. But they said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are, they, are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. So they, they, they knew that he was doing stuff. They heard what he's saying, yet they're offended. So they don't really believe. You realize you can see miracles and not believe? Some people have the idea, if you saw a miracle, oh, that's it, people will believe. That's just not true. It's all throughout the Bible. The Pharisees were on the front row of some of Jesus' healings, and they're just like, watch, he's going to heal somebody. But they're just mad at him. They believed he's going to... They, did, they didn't change their heart. They didn't say, oh, okay, he's the Son of God. No, they, they, they heard him, and they didn't change one bit. So don't think, will signs and wonders... Uh, affect people. Yes, they will for the people that have a heart to hear. But you can walk, you can look a miracle in the face and say, ah, coincidence. <laughs> they did it with Jesus. They can, I mean, I don't even know if they were saying it's coincidence. They're just like, whatever, we're still going to kill him. Well, you, there's people that are so hard in this world that they don't care. They, they're rebelling. Don't, don't think Listen to me. Don't think that the biggest problem is just that people haven't heard anything. People need to hear. But there will be people that are here and still reject. Don't think that if people just understood, then they would receive Jesus. People will understand and reject Jesus. You guys got quiet. You got a problem with that? You think, every, you think mankind is just so good-hearted that they'll just, oh, if they just knew. The devil knows who God is and he rebelled and he he will never change so it's not about you think anybody knew who good, how god was good lucifer was created in the presence of god was the anointed cherub had a high position if not the highest position like an archangel and he rejected god you don't th- he knew more about the goodness of god than probably we're going to take so long to catch up because he was in the presence of Almighty God for we don't even know how long. So don't believe, well, it's just, you know, people just knew. Some people, yeah, they need to know. Other people, they'll know and they don't care. They're still going to harden their hearts and they're going to reject God and it doesn't matter if 15 miracles happen in front of them. They're still going to find a way not to believe. Amen? Amen? So, yes, it matters how we hear. That's what we're talking about right here. Uh, It says, so they were offended at him. Look at verse 4. So he's preaching in his hometown, and people are offended at him. It says, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there. Notice that. He could do no mighty work there. It says he could do. He could not do it, in other words. Could not. Jesus. Jesus couldn't. See, religious people will say, oh, no, Jesus can do it, what, anything you want. Well, that contradicts the Bible. Right here. Why couldn't he do it? Does it mean he didn't want to do it? No, he wanted to do it, but it was, 
That's as the Spirit wills if it's going to just be a move of God. See, Jesus didn't go around doing everything he wanted to do. He did the will of the Father, and he was led by the Spirit. He, he was God when he walked on the earth, but he was also man, and he operated as, as a man anointed by the Spirit, not as independent God. So he had to be doing what the Lord, what, what he's God, but the, the God the Father is showing him. He said, I do what my Father what I see my father uh, do, say. And then the Holy Spirit's leading him. So the gifts of the Spirit are as the Spirit wills. Well, people think that Jesus just rolled in and just, I'm going to heal you and I'm going to heal you and show you that I'm God. That's not how he operated. Otherwise, he would have done it here. This is his hometown. He came in, he preached the word, and they wouldn't receive it. They put the brakes on. There's no faith. If there's no faith, there's no pulling and if there's no pulling, it says he, couldn't do no, he could do no mighty work. So how we hear changes what we're able to receive. So it says, now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed him. That, that means, it, it bring, comes out in other um, versions, that he laid his hands on a, people, a few people that didn't have much wrong with them and healed them. In other words, there was no mighty miracles. There was no blind eyes open, ears being open, uh, um, lame walking, anything like that, anything substantial. Nothing could really happen because the people would not hear, even though the word was there. Well, if if Jesus did that, how much? We're, We're operating as people anointed by God and flowing with him, but if Jesus couldn't get it done, and we're, we're operating like him, there's going to be times if there's not... You, you, if you ever wonder, why do miracles happen in certain places? You see, you know, you, you can hear about a meeting in another country where there's a stadium full of people, and people come, and there's just miracles happening left and right. And then you got, you know, something in this country where people don't even want to drive across a town to go to a meeting, and people are like, well, I don't know. Why isn't God moving? If there's no expectancy, if people aren't pulling, then there's no faith in the atmosphere. But you have meetings in other countries where people will literally walk for miles to get there, and there is such a, there's such an atmosphere of faith that when the word is preached, it just pulls on the anointing. Well, that's the, uh, that's the atmosphere we want to have here. So when we come into, can, we call when we come into church, but when you come to gather together with the church, with like uh, believers... Just be one that is pulling, that's ready. That's, you're saying, I, I, I'm in faith. I came in faith. I'm listening because you are affecting the people around you. There might be somebody coming in that their faith is, is you know, being um, pricked. When they come in, it's, they're, they're, they're receiving faith. But in an atmosphere where other people are pulling, it's easy for them to receive. The atmosphere is charged with that. And so then people can receive. They can receive healings. So we have something to do. This is not, don't, don't always think, well, I don't know if I'm getting anything. Think about the people that are around you and be in faith and pulling. Pull always on the minister. When I say pull, I mean spiritually, you're, you're just listening. God, show me. God, help him. That's why we pray at the beginning. That's not a ritual. To, to pray for utterance, because if, if God doesn't give us utterance, forget it. It's going to be so dead, you just might, you'll just listen to me blab, and it's not going to be anything. You, you want the anointing. You want to hear what the Lord is saying. So when we hear like that, oh, God can do things. Again, 
He's already provided the way for it to happen, but that faith just, it, 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 it actuates it. Faith gives action to the power of God in what God wants to do, what's resident, what's ready. Then when people believe and they, they hear the word and they, they act on that faith, then miracles happen. And we'll see that. We're going to see that. So here, let's uh, read verses 5 and 6. It says, Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick folk or sick people and healed them. Verse 6, And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. See, two things here. He marveled because of their unbelief. So Jesus was amazed at how much unbelief they had. He was like, really, you people, you're not going to believe anything, huh? All right. And not like I didn't want to do something here, but you tied my hands. And then he what? He went about in in the villages in a circuit teaching. So he's going to teach the word. All right, let's look at Luke 6, verse 1. Now we're going to look at several examples of people. They heard, they heard about Jesus. They heard Jesus was coming, and then they, they acted on it. So they had heard something. They had heard about the miracles he's done. They've heard what he's preached. They've heard people get healed. They hear he's coming, and they're like, okay. That did something with them because they were read, They were like, well, I'm getting something. See, that's faith. They didn't just hear and go, oh, what? You're Mary's, you're, you're the son of a carpenter. You're nobody. They didn't react like that. They said, he's coming? All right. And they were like, I'm going to receive something. Luke 7, verse 1 says, Now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, notice. So he's in a position where his servant's ready to die. But when he heard about Jesus, everybody say, when he heard about Jesus. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal of his servant. So he heard something. You don't send people to come heal if you don't believe something. He's saying, you come because I know you can do something. Well, that's faith. Verse 4, and when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one to, for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and he built us a synagogue. Verse 6, then Jesus went with him, with them, and when he was already not far from, from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. That is faith. He heard what Jesus can do. He heard what he's been saying. And he says, look, you don't even have to come here. You say it, it'll be done. That's exact. See, we're reading the word and we say, well, it says that. Lord, you've already said it. You've already done it. Now we say it. We say, I, I, that's what's going to happen in my life, and it will be done. I don't need to feel anything. I don't need to see anything. The word's enough. And that's, that's exactly that same type of faith that we can walk in. So he said, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. 
When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. Notice, he's marveling at, at the centurion's faith. In the other scripture that we read, he was marveling at their unbelief. He's like, wow, you guys really don't believe. I'm here, and you're like, nah, uh, we don't believe you at all. And he couldn't do anything. Here, he's marveling because the centurion has such great faith. He's saying, you just say the word, it's done. You know, don't even come. And it's totally opposite. Jesus, the Lord God, is impressed with faith. He's not impressed with intellect. He's not impressed with money. He's not impressed with, you know, influence or cars or houses or any of the talent. <laughs> He's not impressed with somebody's ability. None of that impresses him. He is very impressed with faith. When you believe him and you take him as word, he's saying, now that's something. That's exactly what Jesus he is saying. He's like, wow, this is amazing. So it says, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. So it's exactly what the man believed. But notice, he heard Jesus, heard about Jesus. He said, and he, he said, sent people to come. He, he believed what he heard about Jesus. This applies to us. We're reading about Jesus. We're hearing about him. So if we believe and say, well, okay, that's exactly what he wants to do in my life. And, you know, we've read other scriptures. We'll keep reading that it's mine. He's already done it. And we're going to act on it. All right, that's mine. That's all I need to hear. It's got to go. Any symptoms, they have to leave. My body's healthy and whole. And that's it. And we believe that. Luke 18, verse 35. Let's look at another uh, example it says then it happened as he was coming near jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging can can uh, jesus heal blind people yes most certainly verse 36 and hearing a multitude passing by he asked what it meant so they told him that jesus of nazareth was passing by so the blind man hears hears a multitude and so he's like, what's going on? And they told him Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. So he must have heard something that meant something to him. He's like, Jesus? Because the next thing is, it says he cried out saying, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. Healing is a mercy. Healing is a mercy of God. And as that God is a merciful God, the Bible says that he, uh, his mercy endures forever. And so he said, have mercy on me. Verse 39, and then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. So telling him to shut up. He's being too loud. He, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 40, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. So he, he, he hears Jesus is coming, and he doesn't go, oh, Jesus, whatever, and just keeps going on. He, he cries out to Jesus, and he will not stop. People are telling him to be quiet. 
to, to tone it down. He won't stop. He knows, he believes something, that Jesus is the answer. And so he's going after him, and Jesus says, well, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want to receive my sight. And he said, receive your sight. Your faith has made you whole. You made you whole. And immediately he received his sight, and he was able to see. But notice, he heard something. He heard something about Jesus, and he, and he acted on it. He didn't just go, well, whatever. Maybe it's not time. He went after Jesus and said, Jesus, have mercy on me, son of David. Let's look at John 4, verse 46. It says, so Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was, son was sick at Capernaum. When he had heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son. So notice, when he had heard that Jesus had come out of Judea, now he is similar to the centurion, he went to him and implored him to come, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. So that's true. It's also true that they could see it and not believe. It's not a contradiction. Verse uh, 49, the nobleman's, nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. Now notice something. In this case, Jesus did not go with him. That one time he did. They asked him, and he was going. The centurion said, You don't, you don't have to come. He said, Stop. If you, you don't come. Jesus didn't always do what everybody wanted him to do. In this case, he said, uh, the, he said, Sir, come down before my child dies in verse 49. In verse 50, go, he said, Go your way, your son lives. He could have had the reaction, What? I, I wanted you to come. He could have been offended. You know he could have been offended. The people in Nazareth were offended. He could have been like, well, I, I heard something, I asked, and you're not going to come? Do you know that's the way people are sometimes? They're like, well, I want it my way. I want you to come. I want you to come and do this now because that's the way I'm going to receive the healing. This man would have missed it. Because Jesus said, go your way, your son lives. What did he have to do for, to receive? He had to believe something. Because Jesus, he, he was asking for Jesus to come, and Jesus says, go, go ahead, your son lives. What? No, you have to come heal him. He has to believe what Jesus said. Don't put God in a box. And don't look at people. Don't put people in a box. You know, uh, when Kenneth E. Hagin was uh, teaching healing school, um, there was points then where he's going on, he's done with the service, and then he's, he's going on, and he had people that, that would be around if, if uh, people needed to talk to someone, but Brother Hagen wasn't necessarily available. And people would go, well, I want, but I have to talk to Brother Hagen. And there were times when people, you know, well, I'm here. And if people were like, no, I need to talk to him, they could miss getting prayed for. But there were people that would receive that and be like, well, the anointing's the same. I mean, yeah, Brother Hagen walked in a, an anointing, but if you're, you're receiving by faith, the word of God's the same and you can receive. Don't ever put God in a box like, well, no, it's got to be like this. Well, God told me it should be like this. Watch that. Watch saying that. Well, God told me this is the way it's going to happen. Well, 
You can just, you know, you, this guy is basically coming up to God. He's, I mean, to Jesus, who is God, but he's coming up to him going, he's begging him, you have, my son's going to die. He's telling Jesus, you have to come or my son's going to die. He's telling Jesus, you have to come. Does Jesus know whether he has to come or not? Yes, he does. Does this man know everything? No, he's just, you know, of course he's distraught. But he's imploring him to come. But Jesus didn't come. So Jesus was led by the Spirit all the time. And so we need to endeavor to be led by the Spirit. Verse 50 says, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So again, he could have been offended. He could have stopped right there. He could have lost uh, the healing that was about to happen. But that's not what happened. It says, so the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. So notice, number one, he heard about Jesus, he came to Jesus. Now Jesus then tells him something, and he believed it. So he heard something, and now he believed it. He had to. He didn't, there's no way he knows that his son, who's not present, is healed, other than the fact that Jesus said it, and he believed it. That's faith. He had to walk in faith. When you read the Word of God and you read what God has given us in the area of healing, we need to then take it and say, well, that's true. I, I believe that because it says it. Because it's the same as you know, Jesus is the living Word. As He's saying this, when we read the Word, when we hear it, we have to say, all right, that's it. I got it. This man... It says, so the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. He, his son, is at the point of death to be able to walk away. He believes, he's heard Jesus can do things. Now Jesus is, he's heard the miracles. Now he's, he's talking to Jesus. He's asked Jesus to come. Jesus said, your son lives. Go your way. He had a choice to make. He made the right choice. He believed, and he walked away from what he believed was the answer, Jesus. But the answer just told him to go his way. And so as he heard, he believed something, and he walked in faith. And so look at what happens next. It says, so as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. Wasn't that what Jesus told him? But he had to act on it. He had to believe it. Verse 52, then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. You hear, you see, you have to hear and believe. That's how faith comes. All right, let's look at one more. Um, Mark 5, verse 25. <clears throat> It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. Anybody know that story? I mean, that sounds like today, you know, people go to, from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. And notice the next part, that's similar to day two. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Sound familiar? People go around trying this, trying that, looking up stuff on the internet, going to this doctor, this physician, trying to, nothing wrong with doctors, but they're not God. There are things medical science just can't do. But God can always do it. There always is an answer. 
doesn't matter how many doctors have said whatever, whatever report, it doesn't matter, God is able to fix it. Always. So it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, verse 26, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, notice that, when she heard about Jesus, so she's done all these things, she's gone to all these people, she's spent all her money, she's no better, but she's getting worse. But then she heard about Jesus, so she heard something. You realize, that's the condition a lot of people are in. They haven't heard They've tried stuff, but they haven't heard about Jesus. When they hear, they have a decision to make, but that hearing is the first step for them to have faith, and then if they act on it, they can have the right result. We can have the right result. So she heard about Jesus. When she heard about him, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So she's believing something. She says, if I can just touch him. She heard about Jesus, and she said, if I can touch him, I'm going to be made well. So she believes something. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. That means whatever was causing this condition was fixed. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, to him, said who touched my clothes? So in other words, he, he knew that power went out from him. It wasn't just somebody touching him just to touch him. It was somebody that made a demand on the power, the anointing, and he knew. He sensed that. He knew that it had gone out. And he said, all right, who touched me? Who touched me in faith, in other words? Verse 31, but his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? You know, his disciples are like, everybody's touching you. Verse 32, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what had happened to her, came, de- came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So he said, your faith has made you well. How did the faith come? She heard about Jesus. She heard something and she, she believed. She came believing. That's why she's touching the garment. That's why she's saying to herself, if I can touch the garment, I'll be made well. And then she's made well. The, the power flows into her. The, the Bible says that the, the flow of her blood uh, was, was dried up. The fountain of her blood was dried up. She was healed. And then Jesus says, it was because of your faith. How did her faith come? She heard something. Faith was there. She acted on it. She was healed. This is the same way it happens. We hear. Faith comes. We say, all right, that's it. We act on it. We're not deterred by anything. We're not deterred by circumstance, symptoms, time, anything. We just say, that's it. And then we're healed. We walk in it. But notice, it came by hearing. It came by hearing. If you need to hear the word again, then you hear the word again. You know, you have a thought about that contradicts the word. Well, just listen to what God has said. Fix your ears on the truth. If you are dealing with something chronic, something longstanding, just fix your ears on, just make sure you're hearing that. Hearing that, because faith comes by hearing. Just focus on it, believe it, act on it, and just stay there. And God is faithful. It has 
to be made right because God's word never fails. Amen? So we hear what he said, we act, it on, we act on it, and we just stay there. We grab it like a bulldog, and we don't let go. We just say, no, it's mine, we're not deterred, and the manifestation always has to come. But we just stand. We just say, no, it's mine. Nope, it's mine. I have it. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what it looks like. I have it, and I just thank God for it. I'm not trying to get God to do it. I just found out that's mine, so it's mine, that's it, and go on. And God's faithful to, to do what he said he would do in his word. Amen? Amen. 